Hello, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Divine Holistic Medicine. I am so thrilled to have another beautiful guest with us today. We are welcoming Chila, and she is a beautiful energy healer, Reiki star, master. She is incredible. Her work is phenomenal. I had the pleasure of working with her prior to recording this, and she is a breath of fresh air. So please welcome Chila. Thank you so much for this beautiful welcome. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity to be here with you today. Yes, I'm so excited to get into your spiritual business and talk about Morningstar Reiki, because that is what really drew me into your work, seeing kind of your Reiki business and how you've been navigating you know, doing this online space is so interesting in the energy world, because it's now we're facing these times where people are looking to resources that are online. Yes, absolutely. And the beauty of Reiki is that um, after the second attunement, the like that uh, Reiki level two, um, you are able to send Reiki to anywhere um, in the world. So there's no need to be in person and still help someone else. Um, and that part is so beautiful. Um, I am a Reiki master, as you mentioned, and I love teaching Reiki classes as well as um, providing Reiki sessions, like one-on-one -on -one sessions for people. At this point in my practice, uh, I don't use only Reiki in my sessions. I use other shamanic techniques to um, bring out the best possible outcome for the person. I just, I do believe that Reiki with its beautiful benevolent energy that can do, never can do harm is that perfect foundation, that perfect place to start um, healing session. And um, the other techniques, the other shamanic techniques, they come in as more like a focused part of a session where like we wanna really address certain aspects, um, whether it's like a physical, mental or emotional uh, well-being that the person is working, working on. And um, I also do utilize sound healing too as, um, as often as possible. Sometimes the online space is not as um, like not the best medium for the sound to carry um, as it is in that like personal space because I do love using my like I have crystal bowls and Tibetan bowls and I love using them on the body too. Uh, to just really move those stuck energies and, and help people move from one place to another. Um, and also part of my, my uh, morning star Reiki practice um, is also spiritual coaching where I get together with people and we 
start in one place and work, do the work, do a lot of deep inner shadow work to um, get to that other place where the person wants to be. And it's a beautiful journey to witness and be, it's just amazing. I love working with people who really want to see a change in themselves and knowing that that change will also reflect in the world around them and, and they see the benefit of that. That it's not just for themselves that they're doing it, but for everyone. So that is, um, I love that part. It's just always so exciting to be uh, with people with like-minded people because you know for me personally I do this practice for others but I do it for myself too because it's this is a huge journey and I believe that it never ends it you know it ends one I mean I'm not even sure about that I'm like will it end with the last breath or <laughs> is that just that the energy transition right <laughs> and then you work on that space uh, so that's beautiful yeah. thank you and that's really again why I was so drawn to you when we first connected because your work again you know you are a Taurus sun sign and it's very much you get that grounded energy you get a very integrated approach to these practices which is what I love because I've seen that you know, in some spiritual communities, there is this lack of grounding. There's this kind of space where we're not focused on bringing these practices to real time where they can help us. And I've noticed that there is a shift, you know, from people wanting to see yeah. just healers versus people who want coaches, people who are helping them with these transitions and these integrations, because it is, you know, it's so important to kind of live out our spiritual practice every day, every moment. Absolutely. I, I agree. And um, I do blame it on my Taurus nature, that part of wanting to bring everything here in, in this physical body, in this physical presence, because our spirit, our soul has chosen to come here to have all of the experiences. It's there, it's our path for growth and expansion. But for me, every, anything that I teach, any of the tools, any of the classes, any work that I do, I want it to be visible, visible here in the now to make a shift for the person um, and for the world in, lar in large, because I also do believe that, you know, each of our lights as, as we, you know, shine our light brighter, it will encourage everybody else around us to shine brighter. And that wave is going to make a difference. And now, it, even, even if it's just like our little family, and then it will grow into our community and you know, who knows that ripple effect, uh, how far it can go. Um, and I do, even though as much as I love to go off and uh, talk to my spirit guides and to be in those other uh, spaces, in those other realities, I do love bringing everything as much as possible into this reality because our life is happening here 
not anywhere else. Yeah, so that's the, that's that's my drive of being able to offer other people tools and ways to you know bridge those places, the spirit world and the real real world, and to have a really fulfilling, beautiful life connecting on all those levels. Yes. That's really, you know, that's been such a focus in my own healing as well, seeing this shift from a lot of people coming, being more open with their spiritual practices, you know, being more open to learning and open to sharing. And we're seeing that surge of, you know, people really understanding the importance of the work and how it's manifesting in real time. And that's what I've seen, you know, with your work, it's very much, you know, it's practical and it's, it, it helps you really integrate so much where you're seeing these shifts happen. It's not just something that you do and then it's like kind of a one and done. It's like, no, it's very much, it evolves. And like the practice becomes more ingrained with your everyday life. And that's just so beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the practices that I do is um, soul retrieval. And that's like when, when people have, you know, big traumas happening or even like just huge emotions can cause some of our soul lessons to, you know, kind of get out of our bodies. And that's a way of our body protecting ourselves so that we can move forward from all that pain or from all that intensity. And I have worked with people who have uh, had like severe like PTSD um, where this person wasn't leaving their house. And, you know, they didn't have a job and we did this work. And then when we had our check-in time, like two weeks later, the person was like, oh, I have a job. I'm going to work and I feel great. And it was just like, you know, mind blowing that some of these things can make such a huge shift in such a short period of time. It's pretty amazing to me. Um, and, and then there's also like people like me who don't experience those shifts like in this gigantic, huge way where from like a couple of sessions, you're like, wow, my world is completely turned around. Um, my shifts are like smaller and it's like a small kind of like a course correction thing more than a huge turnaround um which is also just a beautiful way of you know spirit knows best um the energy knows what is gonna help us in the long run and what we need at, at this in this moment of time I'm a Hungarian that was born and raised in Yugoslavia, which is a non-existent country anymore. Uh, when I was 15 years old, um, we went through a civil war and uh, from a communist, like it was a communist country before that. And I grew up raised with, you can only believe the things that you can, you know, see, touch, smell, scientifically proved. That's all you can believe. There's no, like, there's no God. There's no anything that you can't really measure or prove that it exists. And um, for me, that was a little bit hard because 
throughout my childhood, like I was able to like hear things and I would just spend time like sitting by trees and just listening to whatever they were. It just felt like they were whispering to me and um, I didn't feel safe like to share it with anyone because of that you know, judgment of like, what will people think? They will think that I'm crazy. And if I'm crazy, you know, <laughs> where will that land me? So I kind of kept all of those things for myself. But then as the war started and at 15, I became a refugee. Um, life took a hard turn and um, I suffered like from depression and I also turned of course to, to alcohol abuse and in there there was a moment in time where it just felt to me like I was jerked awake where it was like see what is happening here like this is not who you are this is not how you want to be and then I received like a series of dreams in which um, I wasn't even sure what my my guides were like trying to bring through at the time and some of those things fully unfolded once I moved here to the states um, but during that time, I met a teacher who was all stuck who started teaching um, using your energy, the energy of your chakras to do healing. And but that was pretty amazing. But one time I did too much and I completely fried myself. And like I had to take um, between three to five months, I can't remember exactly, but I think I went with like five months just to make sure until um, all of all of my stores were like back completely up and I felt like I'm in the right space again. And that's when I started um, exploring what else is out there, like something that would support me without you know, something that I can use to help without depleting myself. But I didn't find anyone um, back in Europe to help me because it's, it, it was still not exactly like a time where people were really accepting of energy work and things like that. Um, and it was war. So you know, people weren't really promoting anything. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I, I, uh, I finished law school in all of, <laughs> between all of these things, I finished law school and I became a lawyer and uh, I was involved with um, a nonprofit organization based in Ireland, which was tremendous fun. But it all just helped me, you know, help with my own uh, journey, not just energetically, but also like just the emotional um, growth that happened during that time. Um, and it just made everything so open. And 
I, um, at that point in time, I put out a message of like, that I'm ready for a relationship. And lo and behold, <laughs> this, uh, this man from Portland showed up in my town and he started hanging out in the nonprofit where I was working. And <laughs> next, next thing, we were dating and next thing we were getting married <laughs> and I ended up here in the US. And um, here I then, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, the culture is so different. People are so much more open, so much more acceptable, uh, accept accepting of different views, different practices and, um, Portland itself has a pretty good community of, you know, spiritually open and aware people. So it was really easy to find a teacher for Reiki because I knew that I want to um, practice Reiki because I knew that that's the end. That's what it, I just knew it. It's like my heart was like, uh, was set on it. I had to become a Reiki practitioner and um once I did at that time I had two little kids and it was the best thing ever that I did for myself because it helped me become a better mother um I had so much more patience so much more energy to give them because I wasn't just relying on my own energy and they noticed a, a difference too because they wanted to do Reiki too themselves. So um, that kind of, I was, wasn't really sure that I want to become a Reiki master. And then one day I just woke up and my guides were like screaming at me like, you need to take this class. You need to become a Reiki master. <laughs> and, um, and I told them like, hey, if by the end of the month, I have this amount of money, I'm going to take the class. And it was, I would say kind of like magic, pure magic. Um, because by the end of the month, I had the money needed for the class and I took the class and it really did open up so many new doors for me, for my practice, for my own way of working with energy. And that, uh, that journey itself also opened up my journey towards um, saying yes and accepting the Taltosh in me. Because um, we don't live anymore in a culture, uh, in cultures where other people will recognize your gift. Like the, we, we don't have it. Like the Hungarians don't have it anymore. Um, because we don't live anymore in those like super niche tight communities. Everybody's, you know, um, kind of like that more individual, that individuality. Um, so, but in during, during this, this whole journey of stepping 
out in the world and saying, yes, I'm a Taltosh. I am a person who has been hearing and seeing and receiving messages from the spirit world for my whole life. And they teach me, you know, they, they bring wisdom that then I can share with others um, that, and it's not only just wisdom, it's also, uh, it also makes a difference in how I do the energy work that is needed. Um, not just for people, but it's also, I like to work with like animals and the land itself too, because everything can use a little more energy and a little more healing so that they can just live their best lives. So yeah, that's, that is kind of a little, like the, the short version, the shortest version of, of my, my journey of becoming here and who I am today. That's incredible. That really, you know, and your story really reaffirms so much for me and myself. Um, in particular, you talking about, you know, your childhood and always feeling very connected to spirit, but then going through, you know, a lot of, you know, traumatic experiences through being a refugee, you know, and finding yourself in a position where you were kind of pulled back to the spirit yeah. world. Um, Cause that's really, again, I had a very similar experience where I was, you know, did my life was not a reflection of the inner, the inner soul and it was becoming more and more apparent. Um, so that's so beautiful to hear your story about that. And I also really feel like because we're seeing this kind of, you know, we're in this age of Aquarius and there is a really big need for healing and holistic healing and this resurgent of, you know, ancient wisdom of like any kind of generational knowledge. And that really goes into everything with the Taltosh history because, yeah. you know, you can connect it to any, any kind of country's native land and native type of healing um, because it's really been erased. People don't practice yeah. it, they don't teach it and then people don't know about it. So it's so beautiful. Yes, and um, you know Hungary itself, because uh, the Hungarian tribes themselves were late coming into Europe, and it was very like formed societies at that point, and um, they they were pretty much forced to accept Christianity in the 10th century and release the pagan, pagan ways. And I have to say that both that um, the, the pressure of all the other countries and Christianity itself, um, and then the latest was like the communism itself really did quite a bit of damage to all of these like more traditional ways of healing and 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 it's you know like tiny small small kernels have been you know uh, kept kind of in the shadows people would be practicing things but very secretly um until like the last oh since the fall of like communism 
it's been a little more open and people have been uh, coming out more and talking about their experiences and, and bringing back the whole um, way, ways like way over Taltosh and, and the, the practices that, that happen during that time. And I see we have uh, someone else joining us. <laughs> Yes, she's she's trying to jump up here with me. I also am very curious, you know, especially your moving to the United States. And again, you were in Portland. Um, I know that it is very, you know, being in the United States, we are very open. Like so many people, especially people that are, you know, these younger generations, they don't, they're not even connected to religion. So they're kind of very much more open to any type of healing where they don't even have to be convinced. It's more of like, they see something that works and they are automatically drawn to it. And that's what I've seen, especially with Reiki and energy work, people are really being pulled in that direction to explore what that means to them. And, and that is, so amazing because I do believe that uh, some of some of the things that you know would be so great to be taught at school is like how to take care of ourselves energetically, you know, just kind of like taking a shower. But what else can you add to that shower? Like what kind of intention to help you energetically too? Not just clean your skin, but to clean your energy to to make you feel better. Like in many ways and not just that one way, like, oh, I feel clean. Um, you know, just like some of those kind of like tiny little things um, and something like Reiki, it just empowers a person, you know, gives power. And that's the part like why I, um, I questioned for a second, you know, are my children too young to be attuned because they were like two and a half and four um, to tune them to that first level of Reiki. And my guides were like, who are you to make that decision? Like those kids have been talking about Reiki for like months now, like get out of your way and do it because they want it. It's not about you and your judgment of like, oh, are they too young? So, um, so I did it because I, I did I do believe that it gives kids power. They feel empowered that they can take care of themselves. They can take care of others. I mean, when they feel like, you know, everything has to come from adults, like that what they can do and, you know, they're told what to do. So to have something like that, it's like so amazing. I mean, I think like all kids should, should be able to just, receive because Reiki is not connected to any belief system. It's not connected to any kind of religious dogma. So it really doesn't matter what you believe, it will still work. Like just getting yourself opened up, attuned to it and inviting it in your life, it, it makes a huge difference from that whole person life of like how you show up um and not to mention i mean our kids experience stress too it's easy to forget because we think oh they're kids but they experience stress too on 
like they they feel even just just feeling us adults they will pick up our stress if nothing else but they also hear things they know what's going on in the world and um having something even something as simple and potent because i do feel like reiki is so simple to practice but it's so potent can make a huge difference for them so i am obviously a huge <laughs> Uh, a huge fan of Reiki and of course a huge fan of energy work itself um, but I do think that having having your own tools that you can use on a daily basis that can you know keep keep you your energy um, intact it's like the best way to go and so many times i i tell people like who are especially empaths who feel a lot of other people's um energy is that like my my practice with reiki is that in that reiki two level you receive the symbols and one of the symbols it's it's a power symbol like I draw that symbol all over my chakras, in my aura, around myself to strengthen my own light, to strengthen my own energy. And that way, energies that would like try to bring me down or would bring me down. Otherwise, they just can't come in to my space because, you know, our job is to take care of our own self to work on ourselves and we don't necessarily need to take up on other people's things. So, yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> that's wonderful. That really, that leads me into wanting to go into kind of, you know, any beginner's tips for someone who may be listening where they struggle with those energetic boundaries and where to even start, you know? Um, I know Reiki, kind of approaching a Reiki master can be a little daunting, you know, going in for a very first session, not knowing what it is. Um, so it's really interesting to hear so much because it's very, it's an opening practice, something that really allows you to receive. And that's really hard for a lot of people to allow themselves to receive. Yes, that is, that is so true. I know that I, for myself, had to go through a period where I, I would start my day with, with that mantra, I am open to receive. And, and it is, a, we are so trained to like just give, give and not ask for anything either because that's like a sign of weakness or whatever, um, that we don't. We're all like, oh, and even receiving, like that somehow receiving is also a sign of weakness. And it's like, oh no, we need to just turn that around and be like, thank you so much. I, I receive all of this because when we don't, we also cut ourselves from the universe, from the source energy. And that part is like so important. And when it comes to like the energetic boundaries, especially for like beginners or people who don't have any kind of like established practice, um, I would suggest asking your guardian angels and the archangels to help 
holding a boundary around you. I am not a huge fan of like there are so many people who talk about like imagining different type of lights mm -hmm. or you know like to have like an eggshell around you. Uh, I I don't do that because the more we do those kind of things, they can solidify to the point where it's like the energy itself is just it's going to be like a barrier. It's going to start stopping even the good things to come through in a big way. Uh, so I don't recommend it that way. I would recommend that for those who have an established practice and who do things with intention and can visualize the things that that barrier, that light looks more like a strainer so that like it sifts through and the icky stuff stays out and the good stuff can still come into us. So, so I guess there is a, there are a few options um, around that for sure. Um, and then for, for personal energy uh, and making sure that, you know, energetically we're sound and, and clear. I am a huge fan of rounding and having, you know, my energy be connected in, in the earth and then pulling up her energy of that, that unconditional love and support that she has for us to fill, fill me up. And also, of course, because I am a tree, I also have branches going up above and from there, I'm still open to bring in the messages from the guides, from the spirits, from the up above and bring it all back into, into my body where then those two energies can mix and become one and fill me up. Um, I also love um, taking intentional baths and intentional showers where I ask the water to help, you know, clear off any toxic energy or any energy that doesn't belong to me and take it down into the earth for the earth to clear and transmute it. Um, depending on where you are and depending on what kind of smudges are available, like we here in Pacific Northwest have a lot of cedar trees. So I just take, you know, a few clippings and make my little cedar tree bundle. And I like the clearing, not just my myself, but also my space too. Because, you know, during, during the day, um, and on different days, we might get upset, we might get stressed out, and it's easy to leave traces of that kind of energy around the house, around the space that we work in. So, you know, even if you don't do it every day, doing it, you know, at least once a week would be a great thing, just making sure that the space that you're living in is getting cleared which with Reiki is also a really good tool for all of those things to, you know, clear and fill up the space with, with good, good energy, good, con making a nice container for yourself. That's incredible. I'm so glad that you mentioned the 
practice of the visualization of the light energy, because that is mm -hmm. something very much taught to a lot of people beginning their spirituality. And again, like you said, it can block you off from even receiving beneficial energy. It can yeah. really just disconnect you. Yeah, I know. And, and it's really interesting because we don't really think about that ever. Because that, you know, the, the idea is like, oh, this is supposed to protect me. But then it's like, oh, wait. Um, I mean, even, even with like, I know that like I've, I've done it for myself where it wasn't visualization with energies, but I was like asking my guides to protect me at certain times. And I was like, wow, there's too many spirits for like, you know, this source energy to like even get to me. So you guys need to make some space. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the way <laughs> and the same thing uh, and the same way I, I had clients where I'm like and you know they show up and say yes I, I want this healing but then once you start moving into like the energetic realm of it it's like wow you have so much protection around yourself that the Reiki energy and my my guys like we can get even in there to see what is going on in your body because energetically you're so protected like with whatever they have created over long periods of time so yeah you know all, all of these things it's it's a combination of of that guidance that comes through the spirit and then also working with people and seeing like because you know sometimes they will say things and and I will be just like I'm not sure that I know what you're talking about and then the next day I will have a client that is working on something like that and I'll be like you know the light is on and I'm like oh now I get what you were talking about it's okay I we can do this you know so it's fun. <laughs> yes. And that's, again, like I really was drawn to your, you know, specific kind of work because you do take in so much of that earth element that I really, you know, what I've seen is missing from a lot of different spaces where we're connected to the earth. And we understand that, you know, she's here to take care of us and support us. And, you know, we see a lot of that fear-driven narrative where our planet is, you know, global warming, our planet is going up in flames. When the real reality is, you know, she is here to support us. She is taking care of us. And, you know, she's healing herself. You know, we're just kind of an extension of that energy. Yes. And that's the part of like, even though she's here and she's doing all, all her own work, for me, it's like, I'm here to help you. Can you know? Yeah, I'm here to take off. Even if I can take off a little bit of her plate, I will. And find you know instead of sending the energy down into the earth, I will ask my guides to take those things into the light, and the light can work with it and transmute it instead of the earth. But you know, for those who are just starting out, you know, baby steps. You can start first with sending things into the earth because that's like our natural way of doing things. It's like washing things off, releasing. 
Um, but I, I personally, when I do the work, I either send things into the light for the light to transform, or I always burn a candle as a representative of fire and I send things into the fire for the fire to work on it and transmute it and shift those energies. Um, because, you know, and so sometimes some of the energies that we consider as like being negative, in their truth, they are not negative. They are just this type of energy and they have their own, own place in the world, but not, but that doesn't, you know, they don't belong in our body. But just because they don't belong in our body doesn't mean that they are like evil or bad. It's just, you know, we're not in harmony with them. So I like to think of it in that way too, of like, if I send those energies into the light, the light will be like, oh, you, this is where, you know, this is your perfect place to be. And we'll take it to that place and where, where that energy can do whatever the energy does. <laughs> you know, so sorry, I'm geeking out a little bit over here. Oh, that's incredible. That really, you know, and it brought up something for me as well. Cause when I do my own energy work, again, I have been feeling that shift to send energy up and to the light and kind of off of the earth plane while, you know, transmuting heavy frequencies and knowing that they're not bad or good. It just yeah. is, you know, that law yeah. of energy. So that's beautiful. You brought that up because that's really important to understand, you know, our mind, our logical ego mind wants to label good or yeah. bad when sometimes it's neither. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like now that you were talking about that, I'm like, and that is so much about what shadow work is about of to me the biggest part about shadow work is for people to realize that it's not like you're trying to fix something that is bad or is not working in you it's just that some of the things that we have judged ourselves on and pushed down 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 deep somewhere in our world that that energy then as it was like just doing somewhere down in those dark places of our being would start act out in the ways that we then don't like and that the whole place of shadow work is of bringing those things up and seeing them and accepting them and loving loving them loving yourself because all of those parts are you like whether we like it or not it's still us and then making you know decision of what do you want to do about those things because in my opinion not in nothing is really like black or white we most of our lives it's like we're in this some gray space of <laughs> opportunities and chances and you know smart people do bad things and bad people can be very generous and very loving you know like it's agreed cool. that's I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up because that's a really good point you know especially working 
in the field of just energy and understanding that that is the currency you know the physical world is kind of just like that manifestation of it but yeah. again that energy is very neutral and we we do have a lot of power to create absolutely absolutely we do and um the power of intention and the power of words is huge like the w- words can be healing empowering they can elevate us or they can cut and i just always ask for ways to like use the words in a way that will really support and help because Ah, cutting down other people is just not, not good. Yes. And it really, and you know, we see it all the time. It happens, you know, on that self-love level where, you know, it kind of is manifesting to the external world. So people are, and it's, I love that you brought in shadow work because that's a huge theme that is coming through. People are digging into that shadow work that you have to now transmute if you want to move forward into a healthier, you know, space, because there are a lot of wounding and traumas and generational issues that come up through our bodies that sometimes people ignore their whole lives without addressing. Absolutely. That is so right. And generational trauma is so real. Um, You know, I, I think that like the mainstream doesn't, you know, I think it's more accepting than like 10 years ago, um, pretty much, or like, and not to mention like before that, but with that whole um, epigenetics, um, it's showing up and being more accepted in the science world. And um, it just really does open up the pathway to like okay let's look at the bigger like let's look at the bigger picture you know where did this start and you know if we know where it started then we can also go back energetically and and work in that time and space because in the energy world everything is everything is kind of happening simultaneously, the past, the present, the future. So, you know, that's like why even with Reiki, you can send Reiki to the past to heal it or send Reiki to the future to wait for you in that time and space so that when you get there, it will be already there and waiting for you. But there are also other, like a soul retrieval itself too is a technique where you travel back to retrieve those lost soul essences and you know you bring them back through healing into the person so they're again full with their own essence instead of like with other energies that are not theirs All right. So I'm so thankful that you were here to share so much with us. I'm excited to be able to share your offers and your programs with the audience. So any links that they can find you, whatever ways they can book with you. Okay. So 
I have a website. My website is morningstarreiki.com. And uh, I'm also on Instagram. Also the same morningstar underscore reiki. Um, please follow me. I always have, you know, some fun musings. And um, when I have special offers, I will most likely post them on my IG feed. And right now i am having um a few different offers coming up um the first one is the mother wound healing series and that starts on april 27th and it's a five week um little online healing offer um the next one is a chakra activation healing um, and starts on April 25th. That's a seven week, uh, it's online and you receive all the emails to work uh, and links and videos in your email so you can take your time to do whatever, you, you know, however long it needs. And then in May, I am offering um, a connecting to your guides class. It's a two-day class. It's uh, designed for both beginners and those who have started but want to go deeper in their relationship with their guides. And um, I offer Reiki classes on a regular basis. And right now on top of my head, I'm not sure when the next one is. <laughs> um, but all of these classes are listed on my Morningstar Reiki website under classes. And my um, I have also a booking um, on, on the website too. And you can always just reach out through IG to me too. I'm happy to answer questions or hop on a chat. Um, if you are concerned or would like to know more about my own practices and how I, you know, create a session for a person, I'm always happy to chat because I do believe that it's important for both of us, for the client and for me to know that, yes, we are a good match that yes, we can work together. So I'm always happy to connect and talk and find out because there are, you know, so many other practitioners out there too. And I wanna make sure that you will have the best possible experience with me. That's beautiful. So I will link all of Sheila's links below. I will have all her information to check her out. And thank you again so much for being here with us. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your energy is just so amazing. So thank you again. Thank you, thank you so much. I so, so much appreciate you inviting me and having me and spending this time with me. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Have a wonderful day.